You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. And we have another beautiful artist on our show today, Tracy Weinzaffel. And she's going to tell you what her last name means. And I'm so excited about that. But Tracy is a published multimedia artist, also an art educator with work that has been featured in Better Homes and Gardens, Painting World Magazine, Home Depot Online Room Inspirations, Hold On, Creating Keepsakes, Simple Scrapbooks, Just Mixed Media, Simple Crafts, and also a proud member of the Association of Creative Industries and the Society of Decorative painters. She is here to share her passion and her message and her company of yourartfuljourney.com where her passion is to truly inspire others to transform their lives through creative expression. And y'all know us here at Hearts Unleashed Podcast. We are all about your creative expression. And so Tracy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much. What an introduction. I'd like to know that girl. (laughs) Ooh, all that, that, oh my gosh, I am excited to hear about, you know, how you were featured in all those things and all that fun, that way that your journey has taken you. So before we start talking about yourartfuljourney.com, let's talk about your artful journey. Tell us about how you started. So I'm so lucky. I, um, I'm from the Midwest, which I know you are too. And um, long ago, my parents uh, just, my dad is a creator himself. And I, going off to college, he said, go get a degree that you can fall back on. So I did. I went to Michigan State and I have a degree in building construction management and finance. So it's a little bit out of the box for a girl at the time. I'm turning 50 And um, it really was my fallback career, but I was always creative. And my dad said, there'll be plenty of time to follow that passion. And so I was always the girl in the basement who would be like, you know, teaching art classes and playing school and all these, you know, always learning, learning, learning about art. And I really was happy that when I got a little bit older, I started pulling out the art supplies and it just took off and it took off in a way that I realized, wait a minute, my career that I was supposed to fall back on, I want it to be in the back where I fall back on. So Mm -hmm. I actually worked in the industry for a number of years. I worked for a major paint company. I have a wall of paint behind me that I kind of became known for. and. I traveled. Y'all can't see this, but she's got this like rainbow of what are those sizes? What's, what's, that's not a pint. It's like a four, 
fluid ounces of paint. Yeah. Right. Every color of Those the little rainbow. squeeze bottles. But it's like my OCD feels so good looking at it. And so I just want you all to get this visual for yourself. She's got this rainbow of colors behind her and some beautiful flowers. I didn't mean to cut you off, please. No, 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 no. It's really kind of, it's actually how the company noticed me because through my construction degree, I was able to like put this wall of paint up really inexpensively and I ended up getting noticed and that company through working, I taught New Zealand, Australia, London, all these amazing places. And I have three kids and I got a divorce that was not, um, uh, I got a divorce (laughs) (laughs) and um, it threw stuff at me that I hadn't anticipated and broke me down to the core. And in a way that shook me um, financially, holding on to my home, making sure that first off, my kids were my priority and my North Star, nothing's going to mess that up. But, um, and I'm, I, I will say I divorced the kid's dad. Um, and then it was my second marriage that rocked me to the core. And I figured I'd be walking around with a big fat scarlet letter and I was going to hang in and, I hesitate to use uh, medical words or uh, psychologist words to describe him as a person, but Mm -hmm. it rocked me to the core and it rocked my ability to make decisions. I didn't feel creative and I let a big part of myself go. My studio grew dust on it. It became a landing spot. And little by little, I picked myself back up. And the first thing I picked back up was my art journal to kind of find me again. Mm. And I discovered through that process, because I was very private, I had gone from this kind of social being to now under the radar. And I'm not the kind of person who airs her dirty laundry. Well, now I guess I'm going to throw it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I... I, um, I lost that side of me and every, it felt like the rug had been taken out from under me. And little by little, I one day went, wait a minute, that's not who I am. I'm going to rebuild. And I did. And I'm most proud of my kids. They remained my North, North Star. I have a 22-year-old college junior. And then I have two 18-year-olds who are off to UCSB and UCSD. Um, in the fall. So that remained constant, but that falling on my feet or falling off my feet, I should say, falling on my face, it felt like was my opportunity to rebuild. And then I put myself back out there and started sharing my art and my story. And I said to my dad one day, I'm like, one day I'm going to be able to help somebody. And I don't know how it's, what it's going to be. It, my paintbrush is not a magic wand. It's not a, a couch, like a therapist, but I'm going to figure it out. And my dad was like, oh yes, you will. So that's a little bit, a lot about who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit, a lot. No, it was perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that because you know, asked about your art journey and your life is intertwined, right? We think it's, it is pretend to try to compartmentalize any of it and that the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And so who we are shows up in everything we have. And so just 
thanks for sharing that so organically and authentically and, and also, you know, vulnerably just opening up. This is me. This is the journey. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, I want to go back to some of the things that you, you did share because all the way back to getting a degree in something that, you know, I think that a lot of people listening, especially list tuning into Hearts Unleashed, they're listening to further unleash their heart every day. And I would guess that there's a lot of listeners that probably did get a degree in something they either felt pressure to or they felt that's appropriate, that's what's necessary in life to have that stability, comfort, you know, whatever it may be, security. But it's not the most authentic. And I happened to major into something I did love. Like I was good at drawing. I could incorporate that. I also majored in something, let's just be clear, ladies, there are uh, a lot of good looking guys. (laughs) I never had black. And I will say this, I always said, and I still do to this day, I work in an industry that's full of guys. I don't date. I don't, you know, that's their there by work associates and whatnot, but it was always something that I had an interest in, but it wasn't my passion. Like on a mm-hmm. daily basis, I knew, and just like my dad, my dad worked for Ford Motor Company. He went to work mm-hmm. every day, but he came home and had a woodworking um, separate workshop. Mm-hmm. That was his passion. So I'm so lucky that my parents all along got me, understood me, supported any whimsical idea that I came up with. And so when I said, hey, I'm going to quit, which I did, I'm going to raise my kids. But I also, you know, women have to make this decision of quitting Mm -hmm. their job. I decided to leave that job. But while I was raising the kids, I was drawing, painting back in the day, scrapbooking and crafting and money started coming in and recognition. And it was it wasn't for the money. It was for my love of it. And I've gotten, I, I, to this, to now in my life, you know, um, I'm so blessed because I'm still working my construction job and I have a job that they brought me back with medical and, you know, being a woman, you got to think too, what's going to put a roof over my head and pay for my medical. And I'm so lucky about that. But I, um, also, I also now by get to follow my passion, I get, and I, I've not, I didn't um, pick it up where I left off. I started completely anew and I took a whole new direction with it. The one thing I said was nobody's going to own me because I worked for other companies so they could tell me what I could use, where I could use it. You know, what can I say? You can't swear you're doing this. You're at a trade show. Um, when I, when I decided to start your artful journey, the one thing I said was, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. I'm not going to represent companies that don't mean anything to me or I don't use. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do it for the almighty dollar. I'm going to do it for the purpose and my purpose. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. I, I love what you just said there. Cause when you said about, you know, getting the degree and doing that thing, um, something that came through as I was listening was, paper first, passion second. Now, when I heard it, I initially received it as like the diploma, the degree. 
the the bachelors, whatever it may be, paper first, passion second. And then, but as we grow as an in adulthood, it becomes paper money first, right? What's going to put the roof over my head? Where's the medical coming from? This, that, and the other. So it goes paper first, passion second. And it's so subtle. It is such a subtle construct that we've been raised by. And I love that you said your your parents, also your dad had the woodworking in the background. And, and so we are allowed to start to flip that, that you don't, you're not necessarily owned by the almighty dollar, right? You can't. And it yeah. starts to flow. Yes. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, I can get what paid for that? <laughs> what? <Yes. laughs> what? Yeah. You need to paint a wine barrel and you want it to have for what? And how much are you going <laughs> to? Yes. It, it came from places. The other thing that I, that in doing this, like hearing, and I, I do, my audience is probably mainly women, but I do have a lot of men who follow too. Um, a lot of women who now are, emailing me or um, sharing their art, sharing their story. And I'm going, wait a minute, little old me. And now all of a sudden I'm realizing where I was falling short about feeling inspired. I now could be creating 24 seven. And I, it's just, it's like a big circle that keeps coming back to me. And I just go, okay, I'm going to keep giving it out. It keeps yeah. coming back. And I don't expect it back. I don't expect, like you said, the money, I mean, of course, I am a business person and I'm an artist and I will say this, especially because I think sometimes people view artists and they diminish that as a thing that's viable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, my journey, my passion took me to Australia and New Zealand and it took me to Oklahoma and not only that, but I'm intertwined by all of these artists that they're trusting me and doing something that I'm wholeheartedly believing in and what, and, and they're sharing it with me. And I'm just like, it's, it's an amazing full circle that I, I guess at 49 turning 50, <laughs> it's the most amazing thing that has spoke to me. And, and, and also being, like you said, my authentic self. And I've heard you say this before, maybe listening to your podcast, I feel like I'm showing up to my life now. Like I wake up in the morning and I go, okay, I need to show up. And I know I need to show up at work and mm -hmm. get paychecks done and that responsibility, but I'm going to show up at home for my kids. I'm going to show up through my art journal and I'm teaching people to like women particularly, I kind of aim it that way. Give yourself that time because you show up better everybody else, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm hearing a few different things coming through, which one is be where you are. It affords you the most value out of anywhere that you are in life. And something, you know, breaking up the construct of paper first, passion second, is that if you're able to break that up, you're, you kept saying flow and and inside of that is the circulation that occurs, right? Because there's no force inside of that, that if you honor that authentic creative expression, it will pay you and you will pay it because it's this automatic flow that gets to occur. And it's, it's but we must be willing to take that chance on ourselves. And so what inspired you to take that chance on yourself? 
You know, I think that's a great question. I think at the end of the day, after feeling like I wasn't worth it through whatever circumstance I went through, realizing I'm really worth this. I am really worth it. I'm a good mom. I'm a good employee. I'm a good whatever. And it's great to be good in life. But at the end of the day, I was like, what am I doing for me? Or what am I doing that to prove to myself that I'm worth it? And I guess, and I (laughs) I kind of made a joke to my parents, you know, after all was said and done and, you know, said, you know, nobody's going to put baby in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just feel like it's this unleashed kind of um, freedom that I feel I'm of course a people pleaser. Like I do like to genuinely make people happy. I do genuinely like to um, not displease anybody, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to be on your roller coaster if it's not going to fit in with my values and what serves me. And I I like to kind of like not preach that, but just say it. And then, you know, I, I'm very visible on social media and it's like, um, those, you have to kind of grow a tougher skin <laughs> and those who decide to armchair quarterback you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I'd love to, to ask this question to frame what you're sharing is what have you had to give up in order to share mm-hmm. your creative gifts? So I will say this, when I came back, I was so visible and people had known, wow, she finally got like, finally got married again. And it it became like visible and it was part of my storyline. And then all of a sudden to envision that that went away and here I am going, wait a minute, that's not part of me. I'm willing to share. I have kids. I have a family that's not public. Uh, I just need to get my life back together. And, but yet people felt like they knew me. And they were like, they took my classes and I owed it to them to say, uh, you know, here's what I'm going through. And I got, I I genuinely got a lot of emails and I just would say, you know, oh, life took a turn. Life took a turn Two, I, you know, now go two years later or three years later. And I realized, okay, a, I'm not wearing a scarlet letter. What happened to me defined who I am as a person doesn't define me as a being. And I did what I could in that situation. And I did tons of reading and I went, wait a minute, that's okay to be me. And it's okay to come out, come out and just tell people, Hey, I went through a really rough patch. I decided not to air my dirty laundry. However, for those of you who are asking, no, there's nobody buried in my backyard, but here's some beautiful art that might distract you. (laughs) And little by little, I realized through my story, I wasn't the only one. And I no longer was wearing what I thought was a scarlet letter. And all the people who said, I've been married twice, or I was married to a person like that. I was like, wait a minute. I'm living my own truth. And I don't have to like hide behind it because, you know, I was married to somebody for two years that, you know, took my ability to make a decision. And I really am um, and have always been a strong, my parents raised a strong would say likable kind of gal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that was what made me also um, a target to somebody that viewed that. And so little by little, it doesn't define me. I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm sharing. It doesn't rule my world, Mm -hmm. but it is just part of who I am. 
And so I want women to say, you know, don't be embarrassed. Don't be, don't, it's okay. You know, and I, I have, I have twins. I have kids who on a normal basis don't like me. I totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably being quarantined with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure every month. Dearly. Yeah, <laughs> I love them dearly, but it's kind of like we're all getting, you know, that's what happens. But I, my big thing was make your art an expression of who you are. Don't copy mm-hmm. what I'm doing just because, you know, go through the exercises, but start to realize that I, I really um, not preach or teach, teach, I want to preach preaching. I teach like a mindful meditation in the morning. So I've been following some of your meditative practices. Sometimes it's not great for me. And I, I have a hard time slowing my brain down. But what does work is putting a Sharpie and a pen in my hand. Yes. And it slows everything down for me. And it makes me be very present in what I'm doing and appreciating the small thing. I teach, uh, I teach, a lot of florals and flowers. So it's great because I can go to the farmer's market and, you know, the roses that are behind me, uh, it's actually homework. I go get myself flowers. <laughs> yes, and that is a good assignment. And, you know, something that I'm hearing and what you're sharing, which is, I would say, trending right now, it's not new, but it's probably trending, is art therapy. Mm-hmm. And so talk to us a little bit about that because that is definitely not new, but it is picking up the pace. So let's, let's talk to our listeners about some art therapy. I will say this, and um, through therapy myself, I'm not shy to say I've gone to a counselor. I love my counselor. And even if it was just like, oh, I could really use this Tuesday morning to sit down and chit-chat and just Amen. hear myself. So I'm a very big advocate of professionals. I am not an art therapist. I am not trained. I didn't go to school. My construction degree is not going to help you. But what I have lived is life. And I have lived exactly what I'm saying. Every morning, I make it like a daily practice. And even in the evening, um, I have an art journal that I literally will pull out. It's pocket size. Everything I kind of carry is in a purse, even though I have a great art studio. But When I'm in a waiting room losing my mind because the doctor's 45 minutes late, I now view 45 minutes in a doctor's waiting room as, gee, this is awesome. (laughs) I get to draw. And when they throw me in one of those garments (laughs) drawn in the back and I got to wait another 45 minutes, well, now they gave me a table to sit on. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I've changed, I've reframed how I look at my time. And I, uh, when I'm on an airplane, I am that girl who is, you know, not spreading out 47,000 art supplies, but I'm just a small journal and a pen. I've engaged and met so many people through that. Now, most times I just want my headphones on and nobody to talk to me. (laughs) But it really has been therapeutic for me. And I I recently just did an art challenge. And the other thing that I think women do is we point out what we're bad at, what we're not good at, what doesn't look good. And I can't do it, or I can't draw a stick figure. If I hear that like one more time, and I think to myself, 
who goes through life wanting to draw a stick figure? (laughs) (laughs) Well, speak into the hearts, speak into the hearts of men and women. I know a lot of women like to do that. I've heard that a lot as well. I'm not creative. Speak into the hearts of the women who are convincing themselves they're not creative. What do you want to tell? Men and women alike, if you even have a job at IBM, uh, Google, I mean, think about Google now. They hire all creatives and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean I can quilt, I can sew, I can't draw a straight line. It's finding that creative side of you and what speaks to you. I mean, that for me, when people say they're not creative, I can't, or, or the biggest one I get is, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, what if it's just broken down by piece by piece and you can just get a window into how simple this is? And I don't, I mean, I say all the time, I purposely try to draw like, you know, a four-year-old or a drunk 49-year-old. I mean, my <laughs> I color outside the lines. There are no rules. I always teach people when you're drawing and I'm teaching you, A, you're not taking my drawing home, so nobody's ever going to see it. And B, it needs to be reflective of who you are. So if I use a certain color and you feel more propelled to use green or yellow or whatever, use it and make it yours. And it's a miracle when people, you, you lose that ability as you get older and you say, I'm not creative. When you were four and somebody handed you a pack of crayons, I don't hear a lot of four-year-olds going, what do you do with this? I'm not creative. They grab <laughs> them and just start randomly drawing. So I teach people how to paint and just start with the random part of it and then pull it all together. And they're just amazed. And it, 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 and it, it amazes me when somebody says, you know, I didn't, I was afraid of drawing. I didn't want to make a mistake. I'm like, it's a piece of paper. It costs 0.3 cents. I'll mail you a new piece of paper. (laughs) Or there are those who buy all these supplies or things or these tools and they go, I'm saving them for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. You save them for when you're dead? I mean, it's... You know, it it actually reminds me of like, I do that with um, paper towels. I like buy a nice paper towel and I'm like, I'm saving the paper towel for a good, for a nice occasion. Like, no, no, no. Me with napkins. It was like, wait a minute, if my girlfriends come over, I have to have the perfect napkin. (laughs) Right. So I love this. And uh, what I hear though, is the way that we stop ourselves. You know, I'm not creative or I'm waiting for the right time, the right day. I'm waiting for the inspiration to hit. What do you want to tell someone who's in that phase of stopping themselves from expressing themselves? Don't. The way I look at it, and that's, I guess that's why I started with an art journal. I mean, it's so, it's so basic, but the reason I started with an art journal, it's a small confined space. I mean, if somebody looks at a canvas, I get it too. That could be feet of white real estate that you just don't know what to do with. But if you contain it to a small book that you can carry into a doctor's office, um, you will surprise yourself. The other thing I do is I never tear the pages out. I never, um, it's part of my journey. I can look back at all of my art journals and every one is a, is a diary of how I was feeling that day. The day that Prince died, it was all purple. It was, you know, that guy broke my heart and then I sewed it back together. I mean, and some of my 
you know, I look back at my beginning stuff and I go, oh, just wish I could trash it. But I, I now look at it and go, that was part of my story. That was part of who I am and why I'm here and what I'm, it's part of life. I mean, I'd like to tear out half the pages in my own story. <laughs> life, right? <laughs> I don't get that often. And the other thing I try to tell people too is once you build confidence here, I now paint on wine barrels and I'm asked to do much bigger things. Mm-hmm. Once you free yourself of all those rules you've given yourself and you go, okay, this art journal is my safe space. You never have to share it. It's like a diary. But once you open that book and you crack it and somebody goes, wow, how did you do that? It's now open up this world of like, really, you want to know? And now you just are unleashing yourself. You're, you're like saying, it's okay to share that part of me. And that's really what I've done. And, you know, I started sharing my artwork on Facebook and I encourage all of the members of my membership. Mm -hmm. This community is a safe space to share your artwork. I always say that to them and say there's no negativity. There's no comparison. If somebody you think did it better, pull back and you tell me what you like about that page. And I, and I get all the time, I get people who say, wow, I never thought about finding what I liked in it. And I'm like, I really, <laughs> you never and because, I mean, so many people are so busy criticizing themselves that they're missing out on the beauty yeah. of their own creation, Absolutely. you know, and I'm, I'm so present to what you're sharing with your art journal, because for me, that's writing right? I can go back and I love, I I always thank past Abigail for documenting a feeling that day, for writing a poetic post or, you know, whatever, because I see Facebook memories pops up and it's like, wow, that's brilliant. Who wrote that? I wrote that, right? And so for me, like the pen to paper, the journaling, the writing, the words, that's my, that's that. And I love the way that it's art for you. And the way that you also mentioned to our listeners, like, it can be whatever for your dad. It was woodworking. Like it can, it can be creating software. Who knows? Who cares? Because <laughs> it's yeah. for you. It's. So I mean, I the I think the quarantine is a good example of those who I I kind of made a joke to everybody. Well, gee, all the athletes are seated. We always go through school, and the athletes get the limelight. Then I'm like, oh, the I was the little. Coke bottle glasses, girl with braces standing in the background. I'm like, wait a minute, this quarantine was meant for me. <laughs> like, time to shine. <laughs> and it's true. I think that time brought out in people realizing we're going to have to dig deep and, and go back to gardening. And I mean, gardening is a creative it's expression, a everything, yeah. quilting. And I think, you know, I was amazed by the amount of people that came out and said, uh, hey, I have this birdhouse. Will you paint it? Can we partner up? I'm like, wow. Like now I'm doing stuff I never imagined. And it's not because I'm holding myself back. It's because I'm showing up and saying, yeah, okay, I'm in. This could look terrible, but I'm in. And yes. what's, what is just going to be if somebody who built a, doll, or a birdhouse out of scrap wood? Well, we'll just light a match to it and be fired. Right. You don't like it. You don't like it. It's okay. Yeah. We'll move on. <laughs> what I try to tell people well, paper. Paper. Yes. Yes. Because it is. It's, and 
I, I have clients, this is an interesting a relation, but like clients, I will record their calls and I send them to them and I say, save them, put them in a folder on your computer, tuck them away. Cause they're like, I don't like seeing myself on video or I don't want to see how I was back then. Like, no, but there it's very likely that five years down the road, you would get such perspective from looking back. Right. And that's what I believe about journaling, about creation in general. And so how do you help people on their art journey? So the one thing I do is I break it down into bite-sized pieces. And I have a lot of women who say, I don't have time. I don't have the supplies. I don't have this. I mean, I kind of break through the don'ts. Uh, I work with basic supplies. Yes, I have an art studio full of supplies. Very blessed. I've worked in this industry a long time. But everything that I really need is contained in one bag that I unpack. I actually carry it from my studio to the bedroom, to the car, to the doctor's office. So I don't need expensive supplies. Um, The other thing I talk about is time. The amount of women who tell me I don't have time. I'm a single mom with three kids. I make the time. And you will be surprised. And I am always surprised by the amount of people who tell me I don't have time. I'm very, not disciplined, but guarded about like my social media time, my time on the Mm -hmm. internet. The time I spend at work is at work. And then I go, okay, I shut that off. And then my social media, I mean, you know, the amount of women who spend time on Pinterest saying, I would love to be doing that. Well, if you get off Pinterest... (laughs) You're gonna and and the Pinterest. <laughs> it just cracks me up because they're like, I did all this research on Pinterest and I saved this and I I saved four hundred and I pinned eight hundred and fifty-two things. Well, maybe we should pin forty things and try two things, and then that ratio of will build up. And like everything I do one hour. It can be one hour switched out. (laughs) Well, and you talk about meditation. My meditation is getting my art journal out in the morning, my cup of tea, where normally I might be in bed watching the news or checking my social media. Uh, Now I've gotten in the habit of putting on your podcast, uh, um, which is really awesome because I get to like go back and listen to things. So I've got something motivating in my ear or music or the birds or whatever. I mean, if you're living in Michigan, I get it. You can't sit in the snow and art journal, but yep. don't tell me that you can't find a corner. And, and most women I find wake up at oh dark hundred and they're up before they're ever. Yeah. And I'm not talking about five hours of art time. I'm talking about saying, Hey guys, this is mom's art time. Um, you know, need a half hour here while I drink my tea. And, you know, the other thing is I find that, um, I take myself on creative dates. So when I go to the farmer's market to pick up, pick up the necessary goods for the family, I take my camera at my phone who doesn't take their phone. I I don't take a camera with me. Um, and I'm snapping photos of stuff that inspires me. I've become my own Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be oh, on Pinterest yeah. 24-7. Ooh, I want to say something there because it's so perfect. Create more than you consume. Absolutely. 
you being your own inspiration that it literally inspired me right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> and no offense to Pinterest. And for anybody who wants to go pin me, I'm sure there's some there. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but it does always amaze me when people tell me they don't have time. And, and now our phones tell us I will even say, listen, you're commenting on my Facebook stuff an awful lot. <laughs> Get off there. Right, right. And, and my members, I do a lot of stuff with my membership and I talk to them about, and say, we always talk about, like, I will assign them creative homework. And it's well, amazing to me. I was going to say, tell us, tell us more about your membership because this, this conversation has been inspiring in a way that I imagine some people are probably ready to tap into their creative journey? So this started, um, actually it was, uh, my business partner who used to work with Michaels had contacted me and said, you're back. Let's, let's start like something membership driven. And I said, listen, all I want to do is paint pretty pictures. I really don't want to be customer service. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do scheduling. I Cause as an artist, you're marketing. Da, da, da. So we started your artful journey and it's a membership-based thing. You pay per month or per year. And what you get in that is core content. You get all like basic lessons, resources. If you want to know what kind of brush I use, and yes, I work for a brush company, so they give me a discount code. Here's the kind of art journal I use. I'm really big about not running out and buying the entire store of Michael's, even though I live in the... <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. And I think it's, it's as a, as someone, cause I, I was a scrapbooker for high school and college. I love that stuff. I, my sister and I, my sister, she's such an artist. She's a, a curator, if you will. And so like, she just so artistically driven, but we learned to be very resourceful going and raiding grandma's uh, florist closet to find what we can. Cause you can go to Michael's and you can spend an entire paycheck there. Mm-hmm. So I love that you offer a bit more of a, that realistic perspective. You don't need state of the art, this, that, and the other. Cool it cool the jets there, sister. Yeah, or if you're going to buy it, use it. So yeah. I really, and, and the one thing I do with like members every month, we get an art prompt or a technique. I use, I'm on the same journey. I, I don't, I don't claim to be anywhere else, but with them. And so we'll have a theme for the month. This is what we're working on. You know, I will give a prompt. I will give lessons. And then we also do um, a couple times, one time a month, we do wine with wine, which is W-I-N-E with W-E-I-N, because that's what my last name starts with. I was just going to say, please tell us, we didn't uh, answer what your last name means, and I love it. My last name is Weinzapple, and it means apple wine in German. So I'm from the Midwest. My grandpa used to make wine. And I always tell people, like, it's just hereditary <laughs> in my genes. Uh, but I tell people, you know, get water, get apple cider, whatever you choose to drink. But I get on live with them. And from start to finish, uh, I'm big on, I'm also big on starting a project and finishing a project. Because if you pick up that project the next day, you're not in the same mood, the same mindset. I like to work on something and go, okay, here's where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. And then tomorrow is a new day. 
So I kind of teach those practices. I also incite them to go on creative uh, dates. Uh, This past weekend, I went to a rose garden and Mm -hmm. I took them along and took photos and I post photos. And then um, I also try to encourage them to learn, Uh, picking a new flower and saying, okay, we're going to break this apart. This is how it looks. Um, and I would like you to make it yours, but pick your own flower. You don't, I don't ever assign or, you know, I, I, adults don't like to feel like they've been given homework, but it makes me laugh that they get challenged and, and it's a community. It's, they're my people. So we share the artwork. Sometimes people will pop on and say, what does this need? What does this need? And, um, I answer any question. Um, they will ask from what do I recommend as far as watercolors? What's this? What's that? And I break it down for them. And I say, this is, this is what's going to make it um, bite-sized pieces for it to fit. And they can, it's, it's attainable and it's doable. And then it makes me laugh because we have like a success path and it's like beginner, intermediate, advanced. So then they realize, wait a minute, I don't have to just paint in this art journal I can go paint on, you know, a watering can or uh, this or invitations or I made the, and I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, th- you're getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And it's fun so, to see them do it. Yeah. Well, and how can someone now, uh, you mentioned you bring people along. Can people all over the country and all over the world join this membership? Uh, anybody and everybody. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and so and- where can they register? Uh, you can go to youratfuljourney.com. Okay, so youratfuljourney.com. Accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What? How did I try to pronounce your name? Winesapple. <laughs> I can't help myself. And so, uh, Tracy, I want to thank you for being here. So uh, youratfuljourney.com, where can they start to follow your personal journey? On Facebook, Instagram, where you at? So what I recommend, yes, I'm at TW Studios on Instagram and then um, look up Art Journaling with Tracy Weinzaffel on Facebook. I Every Wednesday, I go live in my studio and I pick different topics to break up. And sometimes I do live drawing. The most, the most um, popular thing I do, I guess, is the drawing part. Uh, but every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m., but it's Art Journaling with Tracy Weinzapple on my Facebook page, and I share anything and everything. Well, not awesome. everything. We'll be, sure, yeah, <laughs> we'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes, so we'll have every where everyone can grab on and join you and start drawing with you, start painting with you, because that's, I, you know, I remember my dad uh, investing in us getting to do art classes and it's, it's memorable. It's, it makes a difference. And so thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for being the colorful, creative inspiration that you are in the world. It was such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much. This was really an honor and I appreciate it. Yes, it was beautiful. And hearts, I hope that Tracy, you got exactly what you needed from Tracy, heard exactly what would inspire you to start creating and inspiring and expressing yourself authentically. So thank you so much for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. (music) 
Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.